Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Dirt and Sprague are getting ready for a football feast. I like bacon and football. (laughs) They've got really good meat. they got great meat. Just get all fat and sassy. This is a Rivalry Week edition of Dirt and Sprague. Brought to you by P.G. Long, your Northwest foreign experts. Online at pglongllc.com. Rivalry Week with Dirt and Sprague on the Odyssey app and 1080. Deep down, I'm, I'm fat. The fan. Hey, let's do this final hour. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan, 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app, and YouTube. Thanks for watching on YouTube if you are. I just went to the uh, the company kitchen, and I got back safely because I'm not a white billionaire, so no. I don't have people coming after me. You made it back to the studio yeah. in one piece. We are still alive. We are still here. If you're watching the YouTube video, make sure you like it. And We have 69 people watching right now. Nice. Nice. Uh, we got a lot to get to in the final hour of the show, uh, but let's get to our good friend Ken Barkley on the line as the host of You Better You Bet, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Ken Barkley Insider Calls, presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the You Better You Bet podcast. For more Ken Barkley's analysis, just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast, at Lockie Lockerson on Twitter. Ken, good morning to you. Thanks for moving it up a day for us this week. Uh, how do we put an end to the persecution of rich white billionaires in this country? Oh, man, if you can solve that world problem, then you're really <laughs> on to something, right? I think the Nobel Prize is waiting for you. Because so. really, I mean, does anybody does anybody have it worse than rich white men? No, we got no, with, no. They're down, they're down bad. They're <laughs> down. I'm, I'm trying to move into that class, and yet they're down, apparently they're down really bad. I thought I wanted to be one. No. And uh, and now for everything I read, maybe I don't. I don't know. Yeah, we gotta we gotta clean this thing up. You might I, be you might be pulled over for doing drugs, Ken. You, I mean, come on, that, we can't be we can't be doing that to people. I studied <laughs> history. Pull, pull over for putting an eighteen parlay yeah. on my phone is what I'm getting pulled over for. Ken, I studied history in college. I know it's been hard for white people in this country for a long time, and now they're billionaires that are coming uh, yeah. after us. Uh, yeah. I, I would well, like colonialism. Did anybody think of the other guys? No, exactly right. There's two sides yeah. to every story, Ken. Ken, I'm excited for the Thanksgiving slate. I love the tradition of waking up and usually seeing the Lions losing, but I can't wait to watch them beat down the Packers. I want you to sum up each 
of these three games. How would you sum them up with a Thanksgiving side and or part of the meal? Ooh. 49ers Seahawks is what of the Thanksgiving meal? Oh, oh man. That's a good uh, question. This is, this is such a good question, and I'm, like, worried I'm going to – like, this deserves an A-level response. And I don't – man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. Uh, i got to figure – all right, Niners, Seahawks. We which, trust which you, Ken. Hold on. We'll, we'll, we'll play a drop for you so you can think. What's the play? There you go. <laughs> we'll, buy you, we'll buy you some time. Nom, 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 <laughs> Uh, what, what, what is this? I don't, I, I'm going to say what I think is going to happen in the game first and then I need help figure out. This is like the hardest one for me to figure out. Too. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I, like, I stumped I like, him with this I question. I like the Niners in this game. Yeah. 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 You like, no, but here's the, here's the thing. Like, let's be honest. Usually the first question when I come on, I mean, we just talked about rich white billionaires when I came on. <laughs> these are, these are like snappy witticisms, right? This is, there's, there's not a lot of depth to the opening question. It's no. just like a funny question. This like I should write like a two thousand word like blog post on this question. Like can, this, that's how good it is. Like, can I, I, should, I? It's like really that good. Can Can I give you? I'll give you one of mine for one of the games. Okay. Okay. I think Commanders at Cowboys. You look at that spread. He says a big number, double digits. If I was to comp it to any part of my oh, Thanksgiving that feast, Seahawks that's my is the one I didn't have. Well, yeah, Seahawks I, is the one I don't have. The Commanders, this, the Commanders Cowboys is mashed potatoes. Because you, oh. you can never have enough, and I love the over in the game. Yeah, there's just it's every time every time I think I'm done with mashed potatoes, I want another scoop. I want more. Yeah, <laughs> can't have enough on the plate. Okay, I was gonna call num, it num, deviled num, eggs. Num, I num. I thought they were deviled eggs. They're delightful, but you have too many, what, and you're kind of full. The game reeks. Is yeah. that what we're going you're for? A little yeah. gassy no. at the end of it. No, you like it, but you don't like it too much. You can't like it too much. It ruins the rest of the meal. But it's a nice, it's a nice oh, okay. side dish, you know. Oh, I got you know what? You know what? That's that's Seahawks Niners for me. Ready for this one? Because it because it it looks like it's gonna be really good. And then the end is like a disaster. So, like, I, I think I think this sets up as like the game everybody thinks is going to be close, but the Niners are going to win by a lot. That's all. Look at that. I was going to ask you about the 49ers. You eviscerated me last week, Ken, and uh, you ended up being right. You got me to cuss on the air, too. That <laughs> happened in the same segment. It was wild. It was a weird trip, yeah. you know? And you ended up being right. I got to admit, I was rooting against your opinion, though, and it was close. It was, And then I just thought, why didn't I bet the under in this game? I'm an idiot. I shouldn't bet the under in this game. I was going to ask you about the 49ers. Like, I locked it in on two, Monday, Monday or Tuesday. I locked it in at six and a half, and I just... I, I don't get, like, why is that line only six and a half? We don't know if Geno Smith's going to play. Even if he does play, oh, I don't know if it matters. If Drew Locke plays, oh. then I feel even better about the bet. And the Niners, are they seem to be clicking right now. I just, I don't understand that. Is it just a divisional, like, road game? What's with that line? I think just, uh, yeah, the Seahawks are rated like a pretty good team. Remember, they went to Baltimore. That was, like, a small point spread in the game. Baltimore was a small favorite, uh, like, under six. And, uh, and, and, and didn't end up being correct because no. Baltimore steamrolled them in the game. But that just shows you... I think there's like the credit Seattle gets in the market sometimes. Being a full seven on the road with a place that actually has like a, a home field advantage is really tough in the NFL. It's just like you won't see a market shaped like that very often. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I actually think we had some people on the show that said this this week, and I, I totally agree. The idea like if Geno plays, the market obviously will like, compress. Like Seattle will get bad. The number will go down. But like should it? Like, okay, like 50% Geno Smith's going to be like gangbusters in this game against this Niners defense. Like, the, it's possible that they're going to have success passing the ball, right? The Niners' pass defense hasn't been amazing. is out for the season now. Like, okay, like maybe, but it's like hurt Geno. Like, this is like, this is tough. Like, I kind of want to bet Geno unders with the idea that like, are we sure he finishes the game? Mm. Like, I mean, just like, and maybe Drew Locke comes in. I mean, it's like, God, like a short week with an injury. It It just feels like, 
yeah, if Gino was fully healthy, even if they – it doesn't matter how they played the week before, but just if the health was a little better, okay, like you, maybe you keep the game close. The Niners are definitely better, but like you could see a close game. Okay. These teams don't match up very well, and Gino's hurt. It just seems like a really bad spot, honestly. And I, I kind of feel that way. I don't know how you guys feel about all four of these games, like the three Thanksgiving and then the, perhaps the Tim Boyle Black Friday game, <laughs> where I just – it feel you know because you you come on the show like I, I you know I'm not averse to taking a stinky underdog I'm not averse to like taking a lot of points with a team like it's really just more about what's the price like what am I what am I playing in the market all four of these games I have a really hard time being like yeah underdog like yeah let's do it and especially the idea that any of these four could win the game outright even Seattle like I just don't see it and I'm the guy who bet I bet the Raiders for a lot of money last week like I like the Giants last week like I'll take the huge underdog just uh, these four all set up to me as like favorite wins in insanely high percent of the time hmm. it's so good uh we've got Ohio is it, is it so good <laughs> well I mean this seems like it's setting up for a good teaser re- week right? you sound would, like would you're you... really confident yeah so it sounds like a really yeah, good teaser teasers, weekend money line parlay you know like well let's let's be honest like if you put Detroit Dallas Miami together, I think that's like minus 110-ish. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's line. not bad. Like, I, who's losing? Maybe Detroit, because they just played kind of a stinker against Chicago and got a little lucky to even win by five, which, by the way, makes me love them. That, that yeah, bounce-back spot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, I, I was going to hit on that. I was going to go Ohio State-Michigan, but you're kind of hitting on something. So I was looking at games this week, and one that I'm kind of eyeing, and I don't feel great because one team is a little volatile in the market. The other team has been a little more consistent. I'm kind of eyeing the Bills getting three and a half at Philly. Philly coming off this kind of massive game on the road. Not to me. I like I watched it and I didn't think they should have won, but they did. And Kansas City didn't capitalize, had costly turnovers. I feel like this is a good spot for Buffalo. We're kind of under we're selling Buffalo a little bit, given how the season's gone. Philly's coming in what nine and one. I kind of like the Bills getting three and a half. I think this is a good spot for it. Oh man, I I like the opposite side of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh I just it's I think the the I don't have to be right at all. I think it's a, this will be like the referendum on did the Bills really change anything? Like, are they actually something different? Or is this just the same thing from they just played Zach Wilson and ran up the score right. and like he fell down backwards and yeah. Tim Boyle came in and it was a disaster? Like, is that what it was? Or is it like, oh, well, like fire Ken Dorsey. Here's, here's Joe Brady. And like it all clicked and it's all looking great. I'm, I'm more likely to believe the former, that it's just like, look, they, you look at their whole season, like go every game of the Bills, especially like once all of their defenders started getting hurt, their defensive players, that was basically after the Miami blowout. They blow out Miami in week four, I think, week three, week four. They started losing a ton of defensive players to injury. Every week since then, it's the same thing, basically. Like the offense turns the ball over too much. The defense allows big plays. And yeah, like they ran up the score on Zach Wilson last week. Is that going to tell me what Jalen Hurts and this offense is going to do? My concern with Buffalo in the game, I think they will be able to score. Philly's pass defense hasn't been very good. Their league average and a bunch of stuff that they were really good at last year in limiting big plays. Their secondary hasn't been great. So maybe Josh Allen can just kind of hero this and just like 400 yards, keep the game close. That's possible. We like the over. And if you like the Bills, you have to like the over almost for that reason, because on the opposite side, I mean, I, I don't know how the Bills are getting stops. I have no idea. Like, they, they haven't played an offense like this basically the whole year since Tua in week four. That was at home. They, we have no comp, and the defense has been brutal in a bunch of situations, and it's missing half the team. Like, DeMar Hamlin, and I know there's, like, a lot of, like, emotion and sort of, like, talking about DeMar Hamlin, but, like, he's the last guy on the roster. 
he might play every snap in this game. Like, that's what they're down to from, like, a, just a number standpoint. Forget even, like, quality or anything. So I, they're really up against it defensively. Maybe it's just the over and the Bills win a crazy shootout. That's probably how they win. Or Josh Allen turns the ball over, the Eagles win kind of comfortably. So I think it's, like, Bills over together or lay the Eagles one or the other. So that would be my advice. If you like the Bills in the game, they're not stopping the Eagles. So they would they have to win by scoring a lot. I, I want to throw one other one at you. I'm just having a hard time with, Ken. I, I'm looking at that. <clears throat> you mentioned them earlier when they played the Seahawks, and they've done this to a couple of teams. They did it to Detroit as well in these big games. Baltimore has just dominated teams. And they're on the road in L.A. on Sunday night, which will certainly be a Baltimore home game because all Charger home games are road games. I, I'm just having a hard time with this line. I, I don't get it. I don't think the Chargers are very good. Defensively, they're awful. You can make an argument, Herbert, the last two weeks has played his best two games of the year and what does it actually meant like I, he, I thought he had an unbelievable game in Lambeau but Jordan Love for the first time in his career goes for 300 yards Brandon Staley's yelling at reporters like I just I'm having a hard time I love Baltimore in this spot am I missing something no, I think they're I think they're really likely to win. Uh, the number is I don't think great to bet into a number like three and a half on the and I, you mentioned it's going to be a home game, but like it's it's also not a Baltimore home game like at their stadium, right? So this I think if they, obviously the game is in Baltimore, you know maybe they'd be six in the game or something like that or four and a half five. Uh, just the price I think is what would hold me back from making the bet. I do think they're very likely to win. The Chargers have this thing, and it's almost like almost like that like Mike Tomlin like voodoo magic, right? That the Steelers have where the Steelers just they're, they're like a bad team, but they win all these games because at the end of games, Pickett makes one play or the defense makes a big stop. Like, they always get that one play. Okay, well, the Chargers are the exact diametric opposite of that. Like, when they when it's late in the fourth quarter at its side, the other team <laughs> makes the play, and the, the other quarterback makes the throw. And Justin Herbert, there's like some insane stats on in Justin Herbert's entire career, the Chargers have scored and allowed the exact same number of points. Yeah. Like, you know how unlikely that is? Wild. <laughs> like, absolutely, like, absolutely wild. Insane. Yeah. It's just something about this pairing of Staley and Herbert, where they just play close games against everybody, everybody, and lose them, but they play close games. So, like, Nick, my co-host, like, all week, he's just like, you know what's going to happen? The Ravens are going to win this game by exactly three points. Like, that's what's going <laughs> to happen. Because, yep. they're, because their coach is John Harbaugh, mm-hmm. and the other coach is Brandon Staley, and so the Ravens are going to win in some stupid fashion. They're going to win this game by, like, one, two, three points, whatever. I, I am very confident the Ravens win. I think if you, if you like the Ravens in the game, just, like, bet them to win. So when the Chargers charger, you're not sitting there holding three and a half. The game lands three, but like the Ravens were going to win the whole time. Okay, uh, that's fair. That's fair. I, I, we got one more. We're kind of against it. I, I'd, I'd also just add a comment to what you're saying. Like, I know you don't believe in this, and that's fine. I get it. You're a numbers guy. Right. You're smarter. I will never be betting on or against the Chargers. I'm out on all games involving the Chargers. It's Oh, no. No, I'm out. experience you can have. No. Oh, it's the best. It's I've had the coaster. worst experience. I've bet against them and lost, and I've bet on them and lost. And then when I just every time I choose one of the the other it goes the other way i'm out i'm done herbert's great their coach sucks it's it's a terrible situation uh we have to get you out of here michigan ohio state's the biggest game in college football this weekend this may dictate a playoff spot no hardball three-point spread in the big house uh as quickly as you can what side do you like why i uh i've laid michigan like every week and in all their big games i i like them i i think I think it's possible Georgia's becoming the best team in the country, but if they're not, I think Michigan is. Uh, in all of Ohio State's test games, Penn State at home, I think Notre Dame on the road is a really good comp for this. Uh, the offense just can't score. This can't score. And uh, McCord doesn't make enough plays, and the offense is really inconsistent. Travion Henderson's been awesome the last few weeks, but like this, this game's different than those games. Uh, I would just be really pessimistic that Ohio State can score at all. And maybe McCarthy the last couple weeks, maybe him being bad is like predictive. 
and he's not going to be good in this game and it's a dead under game, maybe that's the case. I just, I mean, it's the, Michigan's hosting the game. It's a three-point spread. I have McCarthy on one side at home and McCord on the road, which I've seen already. I, I think I know what I'm going to get here. Like, I, maybe the game is close. I do think Michigan's really likely to win, which I know goes against kind of how the market's moving, but uh, I like Michigan in the game. I just, I don't think Ohio State can score enough. Dude, that's going to be tough for Ryan Day's dyed hair, man. It is. It's Can't be, be very, Michigan. You know, he's going to have to keep – if he loses again, he's going to oh. have to dye it again because there's a lot of grays that are coming <laughs> in, but he's got jet black hair. I'm not like a dirty person. Want to get two more of these in here? You know what? I like money. You know what? I don't like jokes. <laughs> there you go. He I'm is. A dirty person. <laughs> I don't know where we got that, that one. one. That one's really good. Yeah, that's yeah. a solid I, one I don't right even there. remember saying some of this <laughs> stuff. This is great. Yeah. He is the host of You Better, You Bet Odyssey Sports Betting inside. Insider Ken Barkley, Insider Calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app at Lockie Lockerson on Twitter. Happy Thanksgiving, Ken. I hope you eat a lot of food and watch a lot of football. We're thankful for We're you, thankful Ken. We're thankful for you, and uh, we'll chat again next Thursday. Thankful for you guys, too. I'm going to come up with some more game food cops. I'm yes. going to do a better job. Yes. I, I, like like that. That. I whiffed that question. That was an A-plus question. Yeah. Thank so you. I appreciate it. Thank well you. Done. Well Thank done. You. I appreciate well done. It. There you go. Yep. Good stuff from everybody. Probably the only good thing from I did in three Barkley. hours today was from, uh, <laughs> a week ago him making me cuss to you putting his brain in a pretzel, which I didn't know you could do to Ken Barkley, but you stumped him on that one. Can I ask you personally? Yeah, what do you got? I think I also beat him in the answer of comp in the games versus food. I, I, I think, think Commies did, yeah. Dallas is more of deviled eggs. Everybody likes deviled eggs. They're delicious. You got a yeah. little pickle, a little paprika, but you get past two to three and you start feeling a little weird. You, you start to have to take do. crap. And you definitely You do. may have ruined the rest of the day. That's yeah. kind of what that game might be to me. Nobody wants the gas of deviled eggs. And I speak as somebody who deals with a lot of gas. <laughs> deviled eggs gas? Not good. It's yeah. not good for anybody. Not good for anybody. I don't even. I don't do deviled eggs. You don't so. at all. No deviled eggs. No. You usually use mayonnaise and. Do I can do. I. I mm. So even like that kind of mayonnaise, you can't like you just yep, you can't even taste it. Nope. Some people put a little more mustard than the mayo. Yeah, like, a little spicy mustard way. was good. I love it with a little spicy no, mustard no. too. A little kick. Little. Woo, nope. woo, woo. I little can. I can detect the was slightest your, tint of mayonnaise. Booty hole. That was yeah. 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 It's starting to burn a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dirt. What are you doing in there? <laughs> <laughs> The eggs, they got me. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> um, which one of these tomorrow are we most excited for? You pictured him, didn't you? <laughs> you totally did. <laughs> that thing's whistling in there. <laughs> what is happening With in his there, feet man? Dangling because they don't. <laughs> run all right, which one of these are we most you excited for tomorrow? Door crack, you see his feet just kicking back and forth. I can't, I can't put my feet down. <laughs> what is the matter with you, idiots? It's so far a master. Nobody's listening. It's I do okay. Say so myself. That is true. Hey, which one of these are we most excited for? Let's get to that next on the fam. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome back in. 824. Listener chiming in on the Vancouver 4 text line saying, we were just listening to hear if Dirt would say a certain word on the air again. <laughs> I didn't. I made it through the segment alive. We're here. Shout out to everybody watching on YouTube. Tomorrow we have Thanksgiving football games. Packers and Lions, Commanders and Chiefs, oh and 49ers and Seahawks. Yeah. But I think the most important part of all of this is you watch these games around family for the most part, right? When you watch them around family, you're usually not turning the game off during commercials or halftimes. Usually the game's on, you're at your gathering, the game's just going to stay on. Maybe you flip to check another score of a basketball game or something, but these games are going to be on. Percentage of games that you watch you think actually on Thanksgiving, like from start to finish of the game itself, you're sitting and you're paying attention to every play. What's the percentage? Ooh, that's a good question. Lions is an easy 39.5%. Yes. I'll see enough of the important plays. I'll miss a moment in the second that you're going to cite on Monday, and I'll go, (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. But it's on. It's on the entire time. That's a good question because we're gonna. I think we have to be at the in-laws or a little after ten, so we're probably gonna leave right at the time the Packers and Lions start. So we'll miss the start of the game. Get there, it'll be like end of the first quarter, and you that start always watching. depends on what your day is because the game totally. actually kicks off a little earlier at nine thirty. Nine thirty. It's early start, and so if if everybody's if one you don't have many family gatherings or a big family gathering, if it's just kind of you and your house and you're not eating till later in the day, sometimes that's the one you get the entire game in before you start. Very true. If you do going. later in the day, I, my goal tomorrow is to be home in time for 49ers and Seahawks because I have already made a move on that game. By the way, Earp's breaking the line pick. I am take 49ers minus six and a half. I locked that in on a Tuesday. Right. I am all over that game. I love that line. Mm. I've already laid that bet. Swag, do we like <laughs> giving him the half point that doesn't exist today? I will show you on my. Draft. No, Kings I don't. Account. I believe you. I'm just the way we we don't play the game that way. It's I know what, it's dumb. We should play the game that way. That's a rule change for next year. If I tend you, to agree with that. If you see a line on a Tuesday and you make a move on it and place the bet, you should be able to get that line. Somebody on the show has to hear you mention it too. Like I kind of, yes. I really like Niners minus six and a half on a yeah. Tuesday, even though by Friday it's a seven. I'll give you the six and a half. It is. I think it is at seven right now. I think it is. Yeah. Um. So that's my only goal tomorrow. I want to make it in home because I want to watch that entire game. But because these games are likely going to be on in the background all day, it is important to know. Do you know who the halftime performers are tomorrow? Because we do halftime shows for Thanksgiving games. Steve. 
Uh, Aoki is one of them. Yes, he's doing the 49er Seahawks game. Isn't he a DJ? Yeah, he's he a is. DJ. Okay, so he's just doing a DJ set during halftime? You're asking the wrong dude here. Okay, I'm just checking on that. I'm just checking. Seahawks! Who's in Detroit? Detroit is going to be Jack Harlow. Okay. I don't know much about Jack Harlow. You know who performed last year, Niners Seahawks at halftime? I do not. Thursday Night Football, I was there. MC Hammer. Well, he did a no, half- or no, Sir Mix-a-Lot. Uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot, sorry. Sir Mix-a-Lot did a show. <laughs> yeah, he got back. <laughs> that was a Monday night game. No, it was Thursday. <laughs> I don't know. What day is it? I don't know. What's I also just called him MC Hammer, so maybe you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it was a 1980s rapper, 1990s I'm rapper. I'm pretty confident saying it was Thursday night football because I missed Friday's show. And the Cowboys missed the greatest opportunity of all time because the Texas Rangers just won a World Series. I know. They should have had Creed And back. one of the reasons they won the World Series was the power of Creed. They had the power of Creed in the locker room, and when you have the power of Creed, was that 30 it years will take ago? you a long ways. Uh, they want to take you higher. The, the halftime show in Dallas, though, this year is going to be Dolly Parton. Hmm. She's doing the halftime show. Why not? I mean, why She's not? She's all over the place. She was at the Tennessee game she with Peyton. Is she, prom- she is she promoting something? She's from Tennessee. She just came out with a new album. Okay. And one on. of the songs that she sang on the album was Rocky Top. So right. she's like a big tenant. So she sang Rocky Top oh, live no, at the game. I know. She's yeah. born and raised there and has her own amusement park out she, there. And- yeah. She so she said that she wanted to come out with a new album because she was just inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, ah. and she wanted to come out with kind of okay. a rock and roll album. So she does to have be, something to promote. I'm like, she why? does, yeah. <laughs> but Dolly Parton's going to be that is a fa- I, fascinating, aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> Do you know how old she is? Like eighty, she's almost eighty. Yeah, it is absolutely bananas that she looks that way at that age. Uh, well, she's I mean, had good work. It? She's paid for good work. Yeah, I mean, but I'm saying usually when you get that much work, like it's. I don't know. I you feel, keep if you keep going, yeah, if you keep yes, going, it can look really bad. Well, yeah, but if you keep going and you get the top end help, <laughs> I think you it keeps pay, going. You got to well. pay top dollar to get the yeah. good work, so you I mean, still resemble yourself. She has she seventy seven years old. She did Howard Stern too to promote this album, and she told a really good story on um, the Whitney Houston song. I'm, I'm blanking on the title of it right now. I hate that. Oh, uh, the one like from that. the body. I will always love you. Yes. I think she wrote it. She wrote that song. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I had no idea, and Elvis wanted that song. And Elvis's business manager, like the guy who made everything happen business wise, was like Tom Hanks. We want this. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Oh, then yeah. he played in the yeah, movie. That guy, yeah, that no, guy. No, it was that guy. Yeah. Uh, basically, said we want this song, and Elvis wants fifty percent of the publishing. And she said, "I'm not giving you my publish." This was you got to think back in the day when she was doing this, when she was defying Elvis Presley's people. She was like, "No, yeah. I wrote this song. It's a good song. I'm keeping the publishing." And he goes, well, "What about a quarter of it?" She goes, no, no not piss happening. off. And he did. Elvis didn't get publishing. He didn't get it to his estate. Good. She ended up giving it to Whitney, and she she said it was one of the best things I ever did was giving that song to Whitney Houston because she did it better than I could have ever dreamed of doing she it. Give it to somebody who can sing. That's awesome. Well, I mean, Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about being stuck on the toilet. <laughs> Deviled eggs got him. Touche. Good call, man. I think it was drugs. I think he was pushing out a baby with those eggs. It was that spicy mustard, dude. It'll get you. A little paprika on there, too. Uh, are we power ranking the performances we're excited to maybe see on our TV? I think I'm going Dolly Parton 1. Dolly Parton 1. Jack Harlow 2. Yeah. Really? Steve Aoki 3. What do you know about Jack Harlow? Nothing. Nothing at all? Nothing at all. Never watched White Men Can't Jump, the reboot? I did not. I, he's a rapper, right? 
He is. Okay. He's from Kentucky. He's a Kentucky rapper. He's a Mitch McConnell. He's a, is he's a turtle. He's McConnell rapping. I yeah. I don't know. I don't listen to Jack. I just I'm not against Jack Harlow. I just don't listen to a lot of current rap. So I'm I'm, I'm yeah, curious. Check it out a little bit. I would prefer Creed tomorrow. Just to be honest with you. But Dolly Parton I think is number one. Just to, I want to see what's going on there. Seventy seven performing live. She did one song at the Tennessee game. This is like a ten, this is a 10, 15 minute performance at halftime. Uh, Aoki is famous for throwing birthday cake at the crowd. Is he going to throw one on the field? I wouldn't put it past him. I don't know what that does to the conditions. <laughs> Be interesting. Gotta DK hold. Metcalf out for the season, <laughs> slipped on frosting. Ioki's cake got him, dude. You got to be careful of those. Dude, he'd never be able to perform in Seattle again if something like that happened. They'd hate him forever. So there you go. While you're arguing over politics with your family tomorrow, uh, you can watch Dolly Parton in the afternoon, Jack Harlow in the morning, and Steve Aoki at night. There's your halftime show. This is a fun fact by our P1 AJ. He says yeah. Dolly wrote "I Will Always Love You" and Jolene on the same day. Dude, Jolene is one of the most underrated songs of all time. Jolene absolutely slaps. And I will always listen to her and Miley Cyrus sing that song together. Hmm? It's a good version. That's amazing that you wrote both of those songs on the same day. Isn't that wild, dude? Incredibly talented. Good for Dolly. She's performing at halftime tomorrow. Uh, Let's get to easily the biggest game. I want to pick up where Ken left off there. He likes Michigan. I want to get into some of the pressure, the storylines of this game. I don't know how much time we're going to have for it on Friday. We'll talk a little Michigan-Ohio State next. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I might work out to this later today. I might splice this in with some college football drum lines. A little Creed. We're blind men see. <laughs> Didn't he try to claim that they weren't doing any religious things with that song? Nothing religious is happening here. Don't worry about it, all right? <laughs> I love when he flies in in Dallas, Texas Stadium on that, <laughs> I don't know, that tarp or whatever the hell that thing was. And a wife beater in, like, jeans. Like, oh, God, this is so 90s. Um, okay, I want to get to this game quickly. I, we'll, we'll talk about it again on Friday. We don't need to get to it. Too. I just, look, this game, it might be really ugly. Actually, I think there's a decent chance it's really ugly. Because I don't know how to feel about either offense. And if you tell me it's a low-scoring, slugfest, ugly brand of football that the conference usually puts out, I'm not surprised. I'm having a hard time, though, racking my mind for the last time I was this excited for the ramifications of a game than Ohio State and Michigan. Like, everything that's on the line for this one, of Michigan staring in the face of everybody telling them the only reason they won the last two years is because they cheated. If they lose this game, you know that'll be out there. See what happens when you can't cheat. Jim Harbaugh likely heading to the NFL. What does that mean for the future of their program? Where do they go from here? On the other side of it, you have Ohio State. Who they can't. You can't lose this game three years in a row. You just can't. Ryan Day has been great. They've gone to the playoff almost every year. The expectation there is national championships, and if he comes up short again with a third straight loss to Michigan, again, I don't. This isn't going to be the best college game of all time. It might be really ugly. It might be defensive and low scoring. I I am jacked out of my gourd mm. to watch this game on Saturday morning. I think every year the last couple of years this game has had kind of the same feeling. Uh, the playoff on the line, the Big Ten title basically totally. on the line for many people. It's been a pseudo-playoff game the last two years. You Ryan Day cannot afford to lose to a non-coached Jim Harbaugh team. <laughs> no. Tron Moore coaching against him and losing, uh, that's going to be brutal. 
He has a quote. I think he's ready to go Lou Holtz if they win this game and call the cheating out on like the interview in the postgame. So God. there's that intrigue. Give me the Richard Sherman cheating stuff after yeah. the game in the postgame interview. That's what happens when you don't have our son! Just like yelling. I think it's looming. He did an interview and he kind of referenced it. I also, I, I kind of lean your way. I don't, Vegas doesn't see what you're saying. Their over-under is 46 and a half. They think there could be points scored in this one. What am I missing there? I just playmakers, Trayvon Henderson, Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. Get a get a ball and break it. I mean, in yeah. Michigan, Blake Corum hasn't had quite the season we thought. He has twenty tuds. He does. Uh, so they got some playmakers on both sides of the ball here. I, here's my only question: the playoff expands next year. You brought this up a couple days ago, and I wanted to bring it back. Mm-hmm. The playoff expands. Conferences have realigned, and one has been destroyed. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know what what is the future of this game. These two teams aren't going to stop. Like, Michigan might lose Harbaugh, and they might lose. Sank- the sanctions might happen, okay? So, like, but if that doesn't happen, Harbaugh bounces, he gets hit with a show cause, and they lose, like, I don't know, a, a scholarship or two. Like, these two teams seemingly are going to be in the same position, and it's not going to matter who wins because they're both getting in. You would imagine. That's the argu- That's always been the argument against an expanded playoff. Well, I, I think it's do also— you lose the lesser of the regular season? I, th- we talked about this when the conference stuff was happening, and now it has happened. I think you lose luster with rivalries. And I, I know a Duck fan is going to roll their eyes at me saying this or anybody else, but, like, even take the Washington game. Yeah, you're always going to feel something when you see that that gold dub and vice versa for the yellow O, but, man, there's going to be a year maybe where Washington, out, everything on the line, and it's Michigan at the end of their Big Ten season, and they lose, and now suddenly you hate Michigan. Like, I just think it's going to also play a factor into all the other rivalries because on any given year, these new teams and new conferences could be putting an end to the other team or vice versa. Yeah. And suddenly it's not Washington who was in your way for all these years. It's Ohio State or it's Michigan. Or if you go to the Big 12, it's Utah and Kansas State. Whatever the rivalry in their current iterations are, there's a really good chance with playoff expansion and new conference alignments that some of these rivalries take hits. And I think that's the part of the sport people didn't take into account and still haven't taken into account. You're you're not wrong. The, the only the only argument I would make against you is we've had years where this has been the case where we didn't know at the time, but both teams end up like last year for example, both teams were undefeated, same spot, eleven and zero going into this game. Michigan wins in blowout fashion. They they all these explosive plays. Here comes the offense to the point about why do I like the under? That would be the argument against it. Ohio State still ended up getting into the playoff. They still made it in because of everything else that shook out that USC ended up losing, right? All the other things that happened. So we've had years like that. I would also point to the SEC title games where we've had Georgia-Bama who have played and they're both undefeated. They're both one-loss teams or one of them has one loss. And then you fast forward and they're both in the playoff, both playing in the title game. But they still could make the playoff. If Texas loses, Bama loses, and Washington wins and Florida State loses... That scenario is like, we need another team. Totally. Oregon lost, Bama lost, like we got to play the elimination thing, and it's the same thing as last year. I'm just saying that we've had it in a 14 playoff format, so like I don't know how much of that will change with the 12-team playoff format. I think to answer your larger question, though, is how much does home field advantage or buys end up impacting the playoff? Because if it ends up being a massive deal, getting a first-round buy or hosting that first game because you won your conference, then I think these games are still going to matter. I mean, they're always going to matter. Like, you're always going to sure. want to beat your rival. It's a good game on paper, too. The, but the argument that you're making and others have always made is well, you can lose it in your – like, it's not life or death. This is this is essentially a playoff game this weekend for these two. The loser of this game is all but done. The winner of it is all but in the playoff because they play Iowa in the Big Ten title game. I think to, the, the 
answer to that is, what does a buy mean and what does home field advantage mean? If it yeah. doesn't mean much, then I think your point will end up being valid. If you see a lot of those higher-ranked teams that win the playoff and win the championship, then I think they're still going to matter. Those fans will never change their, their emotions, uh, but like the scenario you laid out was the hypothetical of them playing three times. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like That's too many, and suddenly this, this one doesn't matter nearly as much as the next one, and then that one won't matter unless they play in the playoff. No. Like, that's that's what this will do is it's a process of elimination. And if you play, if you play a team three times, it loses its luster the way that it once had it. Totally does. I, I think that the last note I'll say on this, I also brought up the conference championship idea that continues to linger in the ether. What, you should, well, the Oregon and Washington thing, like, that's still out there. I think this, it's going to be really tough going forward because everybody's getting rid of divisions. So you're going to have, like, we, we haven't even really kind of touched on it much, but the Big 12 tiebreaker scenario is nuts. If Texas wins this weekend, you have three teams tied with two losses, and they have rotating wins against each other. And there's you got to go down the next metric, the, the next opponent, metric, the next the metric. Opponent, yeah, it's nuts, dude. Like, we, we don't have it, thankfully, well, at least knock on wood, we don't have it yet in the Pac-12. If Oregon wins, you get Oregon and Washington. In the Big 10, you wouldn't necessarily have it this year. But there's going to be a lot of years where you're going to have these crazy tiebreaker scenarios deciding who goes to a conference championship game where maybe head-to-head head doesn't play in and that to me is a bigger issue of just like without divisions I understand getting rid of them I agree with getting rid of them but then you create these 18 team 20 team conferences where you can't play everybody and you have four teams that are all tied at the top who the hell's gonna go like I just that to me is a well, cluster f and I don't know how you figure it out also rivalry week this is the rivalry week the new one's gonna be Oregon Washington instead yeah. of Oregon Oregon State I mean there's going to be years where these rivalries, well, not not Oregon Washington, but like the the end of the season rivalry week, like Washington might have a year where they're down, and it's like, oh, cool, your rivalry game was against Capazzi. yeah, or maybe Oregon has a year where they're eight nine and three in the Big Ten. Like it's not as hard a test for you know what I mean. Like you go down the list of college football teams, some of these rivalry games or rivalry weeks. It's like, oh, cool, your rival's not very good this year. Mine is undefeated <laughs> right. in the top four of the playoff. Exactly. It's just, I don't know, it's unique. I can't wait for this game, though. It's probably going to be ugly. I like the under. Maybe I end up being wrong on that. Just the ramifications of both sides, man. I cannot wait for Michigan and Ohio 27, State. 27-24, you can't see it in your brain? I, I have a hard time. I think these offenses are bad. I think they're genuinely bad. They got good players. I just, you know, Harrison's good. Quorum's good. I just, they're not good offenses this year. Um, let's wrap it up. Send you off on your way into Thanksgiving next on The Fam. Well... <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving Eve, everybody. I brought you up in therapy last week. Who, me? Yeah. Well, what about, am I, am I helping or causing issues? You were an example. An example. Okay. An example of, I have felt, I felt this way before COVID, but most people would probably say, well, COVID, bro. But I, <laughs> I felt this way before COVID. I have become kind of a recluse, yeah. an isolationist. You're a hermit. You're a hermit. I am. Okay. I, I, I have friends. I got people that I think would back me and tr- genuinely love and care about me, but I don't hang out with people a whole lot. Yeah. And so we were talking about that, and I, she said, well, do you have people around you that do? And I go, well, yeah, but I, my co-host has like 95 best friends. <laughs> And he's got like 88 group chats, and he has to sort them out. And you know what I've come to realize this week and today off and on air is uh, you haven't said this. I don't think you feel this way in a negative way. I'm feeling, especially this week, 
you're you're dying inside a little bit. Like Andy Dirt Johnson, it's a slow is death. is a slow death right now. This yeah. used to be your day of days. Yeah. This was it, man. This was my favorite day of the year. He's becoming Andy Dad Johnson. I think he's gonna it? get home and pop a gummy and just do nothing and be like, man, I remember when I played football and got hammered today. And... Remember the good old days? Yeah, it's ah, it's kind of sad. Days. Like Swag was like, "What's your drink of choice?" He goes, yeah. "I don't really drink anymore." <laughs> To all my friends have babies, and I'm just like everybody's got kids. I'm I could just, hear you, know, you dying when you said that. Slowly happening. I have like little mini panic attacks throughout the course of every day. Yeah, like it just dawns on me of like, oh god. The wife asked me the other day, "Do you want to catch the kid?" And I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Don't do that. I'm not ready for this. I can't don't. catch a kid. You know what she said to me? Hold a leg. You, you know what she got said your to me? Catcher's gear. From she, she said, "Well, we're you play football, <laughs> I right?" To see you put the chest protector yeah. on. She said, "Get the, get the mask." <laughs> she said, "You played football, right?" And I said, "Yeah, but I was a quarterback. I didn't catch oh, it." Oh, swag! And then she said, "It was the snap." She said, "Catch the snap," and I was like, "How dare you? How dare you insinuate that I can't catch a snap anymore?" And then I were got you a little offensive. Running the shotgun. Oh, we're shotgun, baby. I'm uh. five foot five, man. I can't go under center. You gotta back me up a little bit. <laughs> to see you in front of her exposed area doing this. High route! High route! Omaha! Omaha! Like the game clock's expired. Come on! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Three, two, yeah. Somebody's gotta go in motion. Nurse, go in motion. Her mom. Her mom's in motion. Go line up in the slot on the left. Get out of the way. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy the best drinking day of the year if you still can. We'll talk to you Friday morning on Civil War Day. We'll be here Friday morning, so come join us. Thanks, everybody, on YouTube. Go check the service, Patriots Podcast, 1080thefan.com. Uh, have a great Thanksgiving. We will talk to you at 6 a.m. We are thankful for you. Call on us next with us in 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.